Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, N.A. Member, FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill. It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth? I used to watch um, the Unsolved Mystery shows, and I often thought about calling because I was like, this is, this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now, ad-free, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcast show page or on pushkin.fm slash plus. Pushkin. Hey there, Deep Background listeners. It's Noah Feldman. Every other week, I'm going to be releasing bonus episodes of Deep Background via Pushnik, the new subscription program you'll find on Apple Podcasts. We're calling these episodes Noah Riffs, and many of them will focus on the Supreme Court. Whether it's the upcoming challenge to Roe v. Wade or decisions about juvenile offenders and life imprisonment, I will try to explain the inner workings of the court to you and connect the whys and the hows behind every move. I'll also touch on other developments in the news, like most recently, the shifting power structure in Israel. When you subscribe to Pushnik for $4.99 a month, you'll get bonus content like Noah Riffs, as well as uninterrupted listening across 14 shows in the Pushkin Industries catalog, including Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History and Jill Lepore's The Last Archive. Search for Deep Background in Apple Podcasts, visit our show page, and sign up there. It's easy, and you can try it free for seven days. You're about to hear the first in that Noah Riff series about how a major case on abortion rights is making its way to a landmark hearing before the justices. When the case is heard in the coming fall, it will be a direct threat to the fundamental right to abortion enshrined in Roe v. Wade. It's going to be major, and I hope my observations 
help you understand how it's all taking place. Pushkin. Welcome, Pushnik subscribers. This bonus episode of A Deep Background is exclusively available to you on Apple Podcasts subscriptions. Thanks for being a Pushnik. You'll see more bonus content like this in your feed, and you can always listen to Pushkin shows ad-free. From Pushkin Industries, this is Deep Background, the show where we explore the stories behind the stories in the news. I'm Noah Feldman. Today, a special bonus episode, the first in a series of bonus episodes exploring the inner workings of the U.S. Supreme Court, why it does what it does, how it does what it does, and how the why and the how connect. In late May, the Supreme Court announced that sometime in the fall, it will hear argument in a case called Dobbs against Jackson Women's Health Organization. The justices said yesterday they will decide if a new law in Mississippi is constitutional. It would impose the strictest state limits on abortion since the Roe versus Wade decision 48 years ago. Jan Crawford is at the Supreme Court. So that case name may not mean anything to you now, but I promise you it is going to. At issue, 2018 Mississippi law that would ban almost all abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The law as written directly contradicts the core holding of Roe v. Wade. Good evening. In a landmark ruling, the Supreme Court today legalized abortions. The majority in cases from Texas and Georgia... As you'll recall, in Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court held that a state lacks the legal authority to prohibit abortion before what the court called viability. That is, the moment when a fetus could survive with or without medical assistance outside the womb. The date of viability is usually thought to be 23 to 24 weeks. That means fully eight or nine weeks after the time that the Mississippi law would already prohibit abortions from occurring. Now, after the state of Mississippi passed that law, challengers immediately went to federal court. And in due time, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit struck down the law because, bluntly, it violated Roe v. Wade. The reason everyone will be talking about this case is that in the ordinary course of business, the Supreme Court doesn't agree to review decisions where it knows that the Court of Appeals got the issue right and when there's no controversy among different courts of appeals about what the state of the law is. In this instance, we know there's no controversy among different courts of appeal. The rule of Roe v. Wade is clear and the lower courts have not been flouting Supreme Court precedent. That means that if the Supreme Court decided to hear the case, it must be that some number of justices believe that the time has come to undercut and maybe even overturn the central holding of Roe. So what can we say about how the Supreme Court justices are thinking? How can we read the tea leaves? Now, usually, when you think about the Supreme Court, only one number matters, and that number is five. Five is the number of justices it takes to get a majority of the court and to win your case. But when it comes to the Supreme Court deciding to hear a case, the number shifts from five to four. Here is what is called by Supreme Court insiders the rule of four. 
The rule of four says that it takes the vote of four Supreme Court justices, not five, to decide to hear a case. So if in the justices' conference, which is what they call their meetings to discuss what cases they're going to take and what to do about the cases they have, the Supreme Court justices vote on whether to take a case, it takes four justices. If four justices say they want to hear the case, the case gets heard. So what does that tell you when the news comes out that the Supreme Court has decided to hear a case? It tells you, at a minimum, that four justices wanted the court to hear it. Now, as it turns out, there's more information that is available to the general public to figure out when and why the Supreme Court made a decision like this. And that information lies in the court's docket, the otherwise dry-as-dust, entirely boring list that tells you on what date what event happened with respect to a Supreme Court decision. Now, in the case of Dobbs against Jackson Women's Health, a close look at the docket reveals that this case first came before the justices in the early summer of 2020. That time matters because at that time, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was still alive and the conservative justices on the court were unable to be certain that they would or would not be able to get five votes to overturn some court holding of Roe v. Wade. Then, if you look at the docket, you can see that the Supreme Court began a series of delaying processes and tactics. The first time the Supreme Court justices could realistically have sat down in conference and had a discussion about whether they should hear this case was September 29, 2020. We know that because in the docket, we know that on September 2nd, the materials for the case were distributed and planned for the September 29 conference. But on September 18, 2020, 11 days before the case was supposed to be discussed at conference, Justice Ginsburg passed away. The court, consequently, at less than full strength, decided to reschedule its discussion of the case. And it did that several times. First, it was rescheduled for October 5th, then October 14th, then October 29th, then November 4th. While all of this was happening, the country was focused on the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett to replace Ginsburg and ultimately her confirmation, which took place on October 27. The yeas are 52, the nays are 48. The nomination of Amy Coney Barrett of Indiana to be an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States is confirmed. Looking back to the docket, the court still did not decide whether to hear the case. They rescheduled again November 10, November 18, December 1, December 9. And then they began scheduling conversation to take place each month in January, in February, in March, in April. And finally, 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 on May 17th of 2021, after Justice Barrett had been on the court for several months, the court decided to hear the case. To insiders who spend their time trying to read the tea leaves and see what the Supreme Court is going to do, these docket lists are telling pieces of evidence. What they tell you here is that the conservative justices, who have to be the ones open to hearing this case, were caucusing among themselves, discussing with each other, and trying to figure out if they had the votes to make a credible attempt to chip away or overturn the holding in Roe. 
How do we know that? Well, we know it because it would be a disaster from the perspective of the conservative justices if the Supreme Court were to hear a case in which the core holding of Roe v. Wade was challenged by a state law and then uphold the law. Really, for two generations of legal conservatism, Roe has been a central target. And any reaffirmation of the holding of Roe is a massive setback, indeed potentially a generational setback, for those conservatives. That means that the conservatives would not even consider hearing a case like this unless they had a growing degree of confidence that they could get five votes minimum that would substantially undercut the holding of Roe. How would they do so? Well, here we have one further clue, and that's a clue derived from the way the Supreme Court justices said they would hear the case. When the parties came before the Supreme Court seeking review, they wanted the Supreme Court to consider a range of questions. But the justices narrowed it down to a single question, and here's what they said. The court will decide, quote, whether all pre-viability prohibitions on elective abortions are unconstitutional. That is a question that, if it were to be answered yes, would be a major setback to the conservatives. And so the conservatives must believe that they can get at least five votes and maybe more to shift the Supreme Court's view on that question. There is a tiny possibility that the conservatives just have it wrong and that four justices will be unable to convince one further justice to substantially undercut the holding of Roe. But that seems very, very, very implausible given the deliberation and the time that went into the process of the Supreme Court deciding to hear the case here. We'll be talking more about the legal details of this case in this coming year on Deep Background. For now, I'm hoping you can see just how much information can be gleaned from the inside baseball, in the weeds analysis of how the court comes to reach decisions. Until the next time I speak to you here on Deep Background, be safe and be well. That's all for today, Pushniks. Thanks for your support, and watch your feed for additional bonus content. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill. It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth? I used to watch um, the Unsolved Mystery shows, and I often thought about calling because I was like, this is, this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern. 
And this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now, ad-free, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcast show page or on pushkin.fm slash plus. Plus.